welcome to Dig the Plot Podcast. I'm Jada Atwood. June is absolutely flying by, and I'm going to bet that at least on one podcast every month I say that, but I can't believe how fast time is going. It just seems like it's just flying by, and I'm wanting it to slow down. I think everybody has wanted that at least once in their life. I just truly want this to be the longest summer ever. I want to do everything I possibly can with my oldest son. He's 18, getting ready to move away to college in August. He's, I mean, he's only going about an hour and a half away, but still. I'm so excited for him, but it's just going to be a huge transition for all of us. I mean, you just, you know, it's just going to be a big transition. It's going to be one for him as well, but I want to make it as exciting for him as possible, even though I'm a little sad inside. So, uh, I don't know how much reading I'll get done during the month of August. And in fact, I may read more just trying to get away from the worry of it all. But I feel like I'm really getting a lot of reading done this month. And I may finish the month and realize that I haven't read any more than I normally do. But last week I finished Cassandra, Cassandra, not really sure, in reverse by Holly Smale. It is the June book club pick for Reese's Book Club, which I've said this a million times. I'm going to read all their book club picks this year for sure, and I may continue to do that. A huge shout out to NetGalley and Harlequin Trade Publishing for allowing me to read this on NetGalley. I loved being able to read this just for a fair review, especially since this is not something I would normally read. I don't care to buy books at any time if they're in my genre, but this one is not. So I was thrilled when NetGalley gave me the chance to read this and review it. So it asked the question, if you had the power to change the past, where would you start? Cassandra Penelope Dankworth likes what she likes and strongly dislikes what she doesn't. I mean, it sounds just like me. <laughs> just, I mean, just putting that out there. She keeps an orderly, predictable life, me again, until one day absolutely everything goes wrong. I mean, her life completely falls apart. She gets dumped by her boyfriend of four months. She gets fired from her job. She's basically getting kicked out of her flat. And worst of all, her local cafe runs out of banana muffins. Honestly, when it comes to food, huge disappointments of my life will be if they don't have something I want or if I've waited to eat something and it's absolutely horrible. So I completely understand where this woman is coming from. Then something truly unexpected happens to her. Cassie discovers that she can travel back in time and change the past. Now, as I've already said, this book does not fall under mystery thriller category, but I really, like I said, I wanted to give it a fair shake because I'm going to read all of these books. I think that there's a romance novel may have been last month's I've not got maybe maybe last month I've not gotten to read I've requested it on the Libby app because it is a romance novel I'm going to give it a fair shake too it's not, I would never choose to read romance but I truly want to read all the books that they've chosen I think I've said truly a lot my husband has me paranoid about the words that I say a lot so now I'm really trying to think about it but I ended up giving this four stars, so I think it's fair to say that I really what treated this book fairly. While it's most definitely not a book that I would normally choose, it was a very cute, fun read. I absolutely loved Cassie. I really did enjoy it. It held my attention for the most part, and I think it did because I truly did connect 
with the lead character Cassie. I enjoyed every part of it. She was just she was just so funny, blunt, honest. I'm gonna say that probably again. Now there were parts that I did get just a smidge bored, might have sped read through a few paragraphs. But again, I find it hard it's just hard to hold my attention if nobody's dying, there's no murders, there's nothing to solve. You know, there was no mystery to this book really. I would say this is a cross between Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine, which I adored. Funny that I read that, and it's not in my genre, but I absolutely adored that book. And The Maid, which is one of my all-time favorite books. She falls right in the middle of this. The author did an absolute great job of making all the characters relatable and likable. Well, I don't know. Maybe Cassie is so unlikable that she's likable. Because, there, you know, I can see why people had problems with her. Her bluntness... You just would kind of probably have to get to know her to like her. She has hissy fits. And you know what? Do you know how many hissy fits that I've probably thrown in my lifetime? A lot. Still throwing hissy fits at 47. So, you can't really falter for that. But one thing you will find out, and you won't find out to the end. I don't think I'm giving any way, anything away at all. I think it's somewhat obvious in how she acts. But Cassandra has autism. So, she really doesn't find out till the end of the book, and I feel like she was shocked, but it also explained a lot. <clears throat> there are so many hilarious moments in this, in this read. I mean, it's just, it's just too many to mention, but one of them that I absolutely adored was the emails between her and her boss. Like, I laughed out loud. It was so funny. Her bluntness, and just to the point, and honestly... I can see in some ways how she needed to just kind of dial it back, but, you know, she just didn't see the need to. And she really wasn't saying anything wrong because it was truly how she felt. It was truly describing the situation at hand, but it sometimes bluntness can just be a little bit too much for people to handle, so... Every time she doesn't like how something is going, she time travels and doesn't undo. And it might be like 10 times until she gets it right. So it, it'll go wrong and she's like, oh, I'm going to undo it. She'll do it again. And she'll just do it until it goes how she wants it to go. But I mean, wouldn't we all if we could time travel? The only part of this book that I really didn't care for was the Greek mythology. I've never enjoyed Greek mythology, but it's in here. It serves a purpose. That was just part of the, par the parts that I got bored with. This would be a great book to take on a vacation. It's just, to me, it's just fun and cute, and there's just so many good aspects of it. I think everyone would enjoy it, and it's just kind of a lighthearted read. So, I do recommend this book, even though I would have never picked it up <laughs> if it had not been a Reese's Book Club pick. The next book I read was Looking Glass Sound by Catriona Ward. And it was another four-star read for me. I might have given it five stars if I hadn't been so confused. I would love to be part of a book club and discuss this book. I was just confused. I was pretty much confused the whole book. Still confused about it. Would love to talk to somebody about it. Wilder Harlow, which I love that name, Wilder, his parents have been left a cottage in Whistler Bay after uh, the, his dad's uncle passes away. So they decide, instead of just selling it, to go spend the summer there. Now, Wilder is an awkward-acting, awkward-looking boy with very few friends. In fact, I think he's picked on at his school. So he was looking at this as a getaway to kind of reinvent yourself. I was so shocked 
in reading up to the point to find out that Wilder was 16. This book did not read like Wilder would be 16. I really was surprised. I thought he was going to be much younger than that, but he's 16. So, While at Whistler Bay, he meets Nat and Harper, and they become fast friends. Nat and Wilder are both in love with Harper, and so you can kind of you kind of know what's going to happen there. So there's some old folklore to Whistler Bay, and he learns about Dagger Man. Now, Dagger Man sneaks into people's houses at night and takes photos of kids while they sleep. So you've got that storyline, and then you meet Pearl. Now, Rebecca is Pearl's mother, and there is a folklore story about Rebecca. Rebecca used to swim every single day. Her husband and daughter would sit on the shore and wait for her to come back. They would have a picnic. I think, you know, you can, I just envision her swimming so many laps and then she would come back and then, you know, well, one day she never returned and they never found her body. So these lives obviously become intertwined later in the book. Wilder goes to college, meets someone named Skye, who he later rooms with. Now, this is where things completely got confusing for me. I have no clue why when I read this book, but I kept thinking about the talented Mr. Ripley. I never compare, hardly ever compare books to movies, but I totally did that. I, the whole time I was picturing Matt Damon, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Jude Law while reading this book. I don't know. I mean, I, there's really not a comparison as to what occurred, except there was just two boys and a girl. So I don't know. But I've never read anything by this author, and I was completely lost. She has created a story within a story, and it just become to the point that I had no idea what was real. I didn't know what was really happening. I didn't know what was happened. I went back, stopped reading for just a little bit, and just went back and started reading reviews on the books. And one said that they know that they're going to be confused when they read this author, but at the end, it all comes together. Hmm didn't come together for me. I still have no idea what happened in the end. Another review said, if you were confused throughout 80% of the book, then you're doing perfect. So I felt like I really killed this book because I was 100% confused. I finished it, looked up and said, what the heck just happened? And my husband said, well, you should know. You just read it. And I said, well, you would think that, wouldn't you? But I don't have a clue. Really did not have a clue. Yet I can still say that it is a really good book. It's just one of those that after you've read the whole thing, you really need to go back and read it again. And while I don't really have time for that because I've got too many other books on Libby and NetGalley that has to be read, I'm hoping one day that I'll be able to go back over the book. It's a very moving story that honestly will just continue to haunt you after you've finished it. I'm looking forward to reading more by this author. I hope not every book I read by her is confusing. Her writing style is very unique and very different from anything I have ever read, but it's for sure a style that I enjoyed. And I'm going to read, I'm going to read again all of her reviews. I read her reviews on NetGalley and she had, it was four or five stars. And I really feel like her highest ratings come from people who just really enjoyed her work. So I don't know. I can't wait to read something else by her and just maybe see if I can't even tell. I can't describe it to you. The confusing part is just where Wilder would cross over. I couldn't ever decide you're going to, when you read it, you'll know what was real with this roommate sky, what truly happened and what didn't. I, I never could differentiate what was real and what wasn't. And then in the end, 
I don't know. I was just very confused. This is definitely a good book club book because you're going to have tons to talk about. The only other thing that really bothered me about this book, besides coming completely confused, was there weren't any chapters. I need chapters. Chapters make me feel like I've accomplished something. I basically do the same things at work every single week, and I have a checklist, and I want to be able to check things off my list, and it's the same with chapters. I just really value a chapter, and I also really think that people are moving away from chapters. I've read a lot of books lately that didn't have chapters. You just had spaces to show you the difference between the paragraphs, and it's really easy to get lost to me when you don't, so... I hope that trend doesn't continue. Hope people just go back to good old-fashioned short chapters. That's what I enjoy. So right now I'm reading Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I've come off the high of Daisy Jones and the Six. It was just a phenomenal book. I really wasn't sure about this, but it is really good. I have really enjoyed all of her books except Malibu Rising. And I, I, I DNF'd it. I didn't finish it. I couldn't read it. I... I'm really thinking, I think our local library has it. I may go check it out and try reading it again. But it just didn't appeal to me at all. The writing didn't appeal to me. And I have absolutely adored all of her other books. Daisy Jones and the Six was just phenomenal to me. And it, it wasn't a mystery or thriller. And Carrie Soto, I started it and I was like, ugh, it's about a tennis player. I was like, eh, I don't know about this. And then... I don't know, it was probably the second or third chapter. Oh my gosh, I was completely hooked. I am completely hooked. I really do. I love the way she tells a story. So I'm really interested to see if I can go back to Malibu Rising now and read it and enjoy it. So we'll see. Taylor Jenkins Reid, she has, I mean, really put herself on the map with Daisy Jones and the Six. So Anytime I see anything by her, I just, I think I already know, which Carrie Soto is very popular right now. I've seen it all over Instagram, and people were loving it, and, you know, I have FOMO. I don't want to be left out, so I'm sure I will be able to review that book for you next week. it for this week's dig the plot follow me on instagram at dig the plot underscore and be sure and join me next week thanks for listening